Hello and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. I'm your host, Christian Alita, and today we're going to be talking about why I sleep in cl- I mean, why I don't sleep in class, why I sleep at lunch, and why, I, in fact, I have a pillow that I carry around with me, and it's in my locker. So this all started off as kind of an experiment and kind of as a joke for me. I was like, you know what, I've done all this research because one of my goals was to have, you know, I wanted to be able to have a lot of energy throughout the day. It's something that I haven't had in a very long time. I'm talking like Christmas level, like you're waking up excited. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited for today. You know, I'm going through some might say it's unrealistic. I mean, if you had Christmas, you 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 know it's possible. And so that was been kind of one of the goals that's been in the back of my head for a while is how do I wake up and have energy throughout the day? And one of the things that I've noticed is through all the research that I've done is there's multiple different techniques of keeping up with your energy and stuff. One of the things I, I noted was it was taking naps, having caffeine. I'm not much of a caffeine. Um, I don't really like coffee very much. So that that whole option's out. Uh, I'm not a very big fan of sugary drinks, like sodas and stuff, so that's options out. The only other option is dark chocolate. Not very, you know what, I I can do dark chocolate. It does have some caffeine in it, um, but I'm not a huge dark chocolate person. So, all that to say, I was left with a few different options of, like, you could exercise, you could do this, that, and the other to try and get some more energy throughout the day. I was like, you know what? I just need to like, you know, let's see what you're doing. So what happened was, is the reason the reason I came to this conclusion that I needed more energy in my life is because I was sitting in math class fighting to keep my eyes open. And this happens every math class, which is why I decided that, you know what, maybe something needs to change because this needs to stop happening. It doesn't matter what year it is, but consistently math has fallen in the time where I just cannot keep my eyes open. And it's not just math, it's also English and a few other classes. But I notice consistently that there's a time period in the day, and this happens on the weekends too. Don't 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 think it's just a school thing. This happens on the weekends or middle of the day somewhere. I just can't it's just really hard to stay awake. And I realized that one, it's probably had something to do with sleep or with the patterns of energy throughout the day. But another thing that I realized is that maybe I should figure out some way to actually prove that this is happening. I was like, you know what? I feel like it's happening and maybe I should just kind of like do some experiment of some sort. And one of the experiments that I was going to do, which is like one of the ones like, oh, you know, how do you feel on a scale of one to 10 throughout the day? I'm like, that's not scientific. I don't know how I feel throughout the day. Come on, give me give me something I can really use. Give me some like data, something, some scientific studies that I can do. So I, was, I started doing some research. And the first thing I typed in into Google is how awake am I test? And so I looked through and the very first one that comes up, and if you Google this, the same thing can come up with you. First thing that comes up, a study from Harvard with a test on there. I was like, yes, Harvard has discovered how alert I am as a test. So I click through and it's all this website about Harvard. It's like sleep, um, sleep education for like why it's so important to go to sleep. It was a lot of it was drinking, uh, not drinking and driving, but like that sleeping, like or losing one night's worth of sleep is the equivalent of having like X amount of alcohol in your blood and was basically trying to get people to not drive while drowsy like drowsy driving is the equivalent of 
drunk driving is what they were basically saying with all the scientific data and stuff. And they're like, here, we've created this test for you that takes five minutes and you go through this test and it will tell you how alert you are based off your reaction time. And basically it's this like, it's this dim gray background. And then you have to basically tap space as fast as you can when you see anything come up on the road to switch lanes. It's kind of like, it's it's supposed to be a driving simulator sort of thing. And so objects or animals or whatever vehicles will come up and you've got to press space as fast as you can and it'll switch lanes. And then it'll give you a number based off how fast your reaction time is. Now the average is somewhere around 0.3 seconds, like that's about 300 milliseconds is somewhere around there. And what I would do is I'd, I'd press it and you know what, for me I have a competitive advantage because I play games but I figured that, you know what, it'd still give me a pretty accurate result. So I, I went through, and I was really tired and bored of math, so I was like, you know what, well, what else am I going to do? So I, I opened up this website, I pressed space, this is the first time I did it, I pressed space, it was like really kind of like waiting for the seven seconds, pressing space, waiting for six seconds, you know what, It just kind of like random, you're just kind of constantly waiting, and I was having a really hard time concentrating on it and stuff, and I got a score of 0.28 over the course of five minutes, which is the equivalent of 282nd mil second time now that's still that's still very good reaction time but it also depends on who you are for how good it is during the course of the day for the average person it's really good as a reaction time but for me because i normally play games that's my low point for the day and i didn't yet realize this i felt it i was like 0.28 isn't that bad so i kept going throughout the day and i realized you know what if i'm gonna make this a scientific study on myself an experiment i'm gonna have to do this every hour so every hour Within that hour, either between class periods or, you know, the before and whenever I found time, but every hour consistently, I would take this test. It was a five-minute test. I took five minutes every hour, and I took this thing, completed, and I would get a score back. It would go 0.26, 0.25, and then one of the things that, okay, so a little side note. When I got home, I did it on Wi-Fi with stronger Wi-Fi, and when my laptop was plugged in, my laptop is notorious for not functioning at full capacity when it's not plugged in. So both of those things played a factor. I realized this um, the next day, so I was able to correct for that. So all of the other data that I got after the first day was completely accurate, and I can start using it for actual science-y stuff. So I go through, I figured out that this stuff was bothering my tests and whatnot but i figured out that over the course of the day there was a pattern forming and it was really interesting to me because i had never seen this pattern before and the fact that it was my pattern it wasn't some pattern that i've seen in a book or some like graph chart that i've seen somewhere else that's about other people or the general population no this was about me this was specifically me and i knew that i was doing everything i could to correct for internet speed and stuff so i actually downloaded the i figured out some back root way to download the game itself onto my laptop. I figured out that if I plug it in and if I have it downloaded, there's no way that the studies will be like, you know, messed with. So I started doing this. And then I, what I did is I actually changed my morning routine where my normal morning routine for the past like 10 years has been wake up, turn off the alarm, grab my clothes, take a shower. That was it. That was my routine for like forever. And then I started before what I did is I woke up, pressed the alarm, I'd hobble over to my laptop, I'd take this test, and then I'd go take a shower. And it was really interesting because what I realized is that when I first woke up, I was at my lowest point in terms of energy and awareness. So I first woke up, I was at like a 0.29 or a 0.28 was about my average for the waking up for first thing, like you got out of bed, you press this thing, 
and it was a 0.28. Now, I kept going throughout the day, and within one to two hours, I'd reach my first high point for the day, which would be about 2.3, 2.2 was one of my highest scores. And so it would happen around an hour or two after I woke up, around 8 to 9 o'clock. So that was one of my most productive hours of the day, was 9 o'clock to 10 to 11 o'clock. That was one of my most productive hours of the day, so I wanted to keep aware of that. That's something that, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew, but for a while, I actually didn't know what my most productive time is. I always thought it was first thing in the morning when I first woke up, like the first hour of waking up. So what I would do is I'd wake up at 5 a.m., and I'd work for an hour, and then I'd go to school. And what I realized, only through doing this study, is that my most productive time is one to two hours after I wake up. So when I was waking up, my most productive time was actually when I was at school, which was kind of unfortunate because of my morning classes and the fact that it wasn't actually returning me anything that I really, really wanted. So regardless of that, I figured out that my first most productive time is during 9 to 10 o'clock in the morning, 9 to 11 o'clock in the morning. Second thing is that I started to realize that it dipped. I was right. I was going through, and even on the weekends, I started to have a lower dip around... So about midday, about 11 o'clock is when I finished lunch. So from 11 to 1 o'clock, I had this dip where it was the equivalent of me just waking up in the morning. I got scores of 2.7 and 2.8, the equivalent of the feeling. So imagine waking up out of bed and trying to fight to keep your eyes open to turn off the alarm and you just want to go back to bed. That feeling is how I felt every day at math class and every day at English. That feeling... And it was like, I, I proved it. You know, I did as best as I could with the scientific tests that I could pull up and this stuff from Harvard himself. And so I went through and I basically said that, you know, from 11 o'clock to, or from, yeah, 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock was my least productive hours of the day. And that's something I didn't realize because a lot of the times during the weekends, what I do is I'd push myself to work past those hours. So it would be like, you know what, when I needed rest the most is when I'd try to work the hardest. And so that's something that I think I adjusted all my, when I started doing, after I did this test, after I tried to get my baseline, I started over the course of the weekends, I'd plan for this. And what I'd do is I'd start, you know, making adjustments, trying to do the less, the work that didn't matter the most, my least productive work, checking email, doing this thing, doing that thing, maybe doing homework during this time so that I can spend my most productive hours on things that really truly matter to me. And that's one of the things that I think was really helpful with doing this experiment. But here's the thing that gets really interesting with this experiment. As I go over the course of the day, so I get through 7th period, 8th period, I started to get a little bit more energy, probably 2.5, 2.6. But when I got home, when I got home, I actually had a second burst of most productive energy at a 2.23, like, which was about one of my highs. So around 3 to 4 o'clock, this is something I didn't realize. The moment I get home is one of my most productive times of the day. And it is the time that I most often <laughs> fail to use properly. It's the one that I use to eat snacks, check Instagram, to just not do anything. And that time is the time that I didn't realize was my most productive time. That if I wanted to get work done, I could get it done the fastest and be the most alert during this time. And that's something that was really, really interesting and really, really didn't understand before this. Because it was the time that I was wasting the most was the time that I could be using the most. And that was really, really kind of mind-boggling to me because I always... You know, like I've said this before, I said this three times, I wasted that time. It's because I didn't know what my own personal biological clock was doing. 
I was wasting my most productive time. And for a while, I tried to be, you know, as productive as I can, do this thing, do that thing. I didn't realize what I was doing until I started to figure out where I was on this, you know, biological clock. And so I want you to kind of like, I'll I'll kind of give you a description. Imagine a camel's back, you know, like the two humps on a camel. That's about the average for every American or for everyone that they did in this study, that your um, awakeness and alertness over the course of the day. And so you wake up within the first hour or two, you hit your peak. And then about three, I think it's like five to six hours, you get a first little dip. And then it goes up after that about seven to eight hours. And then it kind of steadies off and then kind of dips down towards like a good 15 to 16 hours. And so for me, was really interesting because I didn't know exactly what time frame that happened. But now I figured out math class, English class, around 12 o'clock in the day is when I hit my first dip. So now I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. And as I said earlier, I was like, you know what? I could exercise. I could, you know, have caffeine. That's something if you wanted to do this and apply this in your own life, um, I'll have the test link in the description below. You can also find my resources and stuff all on my Patreon page, which you can find also in the description section below. Really super interesting stuff. I give you the whole spreadsheet, um, walk you through it, and all of that stuff in the link below. So what I wanted to do with this, right, is I wanted to figure out some way that I could get my energy back over the course of the day. I wanted to have more energy. I didn't want to be so tired during the middle of the day. And what I figured out is that, you know what, caffeine wasn't going to work because, as we said earlier, I don't drink coffee. I don't want to have sugary drinks. And I'm not a huge dark chocolate person. I think that was the closest thing I got. It was like, could have hot chocolate or dark chocolate. And I was like, eh, but not really. So what you want to do is, from all the research that I've done, about 30 minutes before you start to crash. So for me, that was about 11 o'clock around like 1030 or whatever. You want to do something that will give you more energy. If that's walking, taking 10 to 20 minute walk around either your room or your class or whatever, or in the halls, um, or taking a nap. And that's where I started to, it was like, I started doing more research and more and more, I started noticing these books, take a nap, take a nap, take this nap. And then I started doing more like research and there's this study that taking a 10 minute nap, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, that's half of this episode. You've already listened to this episode longer than you would need to take a nap to get the benefits for two and a half hours, two and a half hours. So a 10 minute nap, not only does the effects last two and a half hours, it's also the same benefit, if not more benefits than a 20 or 30 minute nap. And the reason being is that you still get the same benefits from a 20 or 30 minute nap as you do a 10. But with a 20 or 30 minute nap, you feel that groggy feeling of waking up again. With a 10 minute nap, you just go back right into it and you just have a second boost. And so I did this. I did this for two days and I did the exact same reaction test, make sure I corrected for internet speeds and laptop power and all this sort of stuff. And I figured out that when I did it, it had a huge, huge effect. When I had my normal dips, they turned into curves. They turned into boosts. I turned my dip of energy into a boost of energy, and it made a huge effect over the course of the day. And just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, that's all it took for me to turn my dip into a boost, turn my my worst time into my best time. And so that, and then what I was like, okay, you know what? One of the things I was kind of thinking about in the back of my head, I was like, how would this affect my sleep schedule? Because I've tried, you know me, I've tried sleep 
I've tried taking naps. I did my sleep section in two times at one point. And what happened is that, you know, it started to affect my sleep whenever I took naps. But the thing with the 10-minute nap is that it did not affect how well I slept. And that was great because I would get home. I'd still have my second boost at 3 to 4 o'clock. So that means I could get even more homework or whatever I need to do done when I got home. But it was a huge effect over the course of the day because I was more awake, more alert, and I was able to really enjoy my day much, much more. And that is why I started to bring a pillow to school. I brought a pillow. I have an eye mask in my backpack, and I've got noise-canceling headphones. So basically, I have a little corner in the center of the cafeteria. We have this like little like kind of like a bar stool thing. And so I just get up into the corner. I put my pillow down, put my eye mask on, put on my, my noise-canceling headphones, set my head down, put a timer right before the class ends, and then take a nap. And I have to say, it is probably the best thing that I've done, or the best, the pillow and the sleep mask are the best two things I've brought to school that have increased my productivity, which is kind of ironic because when you think about it, an eye mask and a pillow. So, you know, with this, one of the things I wanted to say, because I, I realized when I was talking and telling people about this, they were like, oh, you know, like this is a typical senior thing to do. And I wanted to really kind of explain where where it kind of like, you know, oh, typical senior thing and where the science fee part comes into play. I think one of the things when I started to tell people this, I was like, oh, you know, I take naps during lunch. And so immediately the one question that I got turned back every single time was, do you even eat food? And I do. I do, in fact, eat food. I am human. Uh, news, news alert. Breaking news. Christian is human. Um, but in addition to this, I do eat food even though, you know, Oh, you do intermittent fasting, so do you even eat food? Like, yes, of course I eat food. You know, food is good. It tastes good. It's delicious. It gives you energy. That's another thing you can do. If you want better energy, nuts, fruit, vegetables, all that stuff, really good for energy. That's another thing that you can do as well. So with that being said, people, first thing I would get is, if you're taking a nap during lunch, are you eating food? I think part of that question came out of the idea of when I say during lunch it sounds like I'm saying all of lunch and when you say taking a nap people usually think that you're taking a longer nap than 10 minutes so when it comes down to it only taking a 10 minute nap I'm not taking up all of my lunch period I still get to eat food talk to my friends for like 75% of the class or 75% of lunch and then take a 10 minute nap that gives me more energy and lasts for two and a half periods or roughly two and a half hours, basically. So you have to see, like, now another thing, and this is for my one friend who is slightly stubborn and doesn't listen when I say things that are important that I try to teach and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But this guy, has I have a really hard time of convincing him of certain things. I may bring him onto the show at one point, but he has I have a really hard time convincing him that what I'm doing is actually making sense. He's like, oh, you know, sleep is a waste of time. Sleep is for the week. And, the, you know, as you've probably heard in the last few episodes of sleep is more important than you think, which also is in the link in the description, um, sleep is an investment. That's how I think. Napping taking like the proper food, exercise, these sorts of things are investing in yourself, in your energy, in your enjoyment of life. And so when he would say, oh, you know, oh, you know, sleeps for the week, why are you taking naps, this sort of thing, that sort of thing. Here's the thing, that 10 minute nap, that 10 minute investment, which would obviously have been used for how I've been using it beforehand, would just have been to, you know, chat with friends or eat like, you know, eat more food or do whatever. That 10 minute investment of time gives me the equivalent 
of it basically, you know, it gives me an extra boost in my day. It gives me an extra productive, happy, enjoyable two to three hours. 10 minutes gives me two to three hours back into my life every single day. That's what sleep does. That's what napping does. That's what being aware of what your body needs does. This is resting. This is recharging. People are like, oh, you know, there's no reason that you need to like sleep, like, you know, sleep for the week, this thing, that thing, you know, all, you know, exercise, blah, 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 all of these things that you're doing to try and invest in yourself. People are going to be like, oh, you know, that's like a waste of time. Why would you even do that? Because they only see the deficit of sleeping 10 minutes. They're like, that's 10 minutes where I could be talking to my friend or playing game or doing this or that, you know, they don't see the two and a half hours that get affected afterwards. They don't see that. And that's part of the reason that this is so important. Sleep is an investment in your energy that pays dividends in your productivity. And with that note, I wanted to just say that as my last and closing statement. Sleep is an investment. Taking caffeine at the right time, an investment. Um, getting Eating healthy food, an investment. And exercising, investments in yourself, in your energy, in your mood, in your productivity throughout the rest of the day. That's my closing note, and I'd like to say that, as I mentioned during this episode, that I now have a Patreon page where you can find and support different tiers. If you pay just, if you, like, donate $5 a month, it makes a huge, 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 I I can't even emphasize how huge of a difference it makes. Just $5 a month makes a huge difference, and we've got all sorts of benefits, like all of the things that I talk about between getting to see the actual charts, the experiments that I use. You can even get a spreadsheet for yourself if you wanted to do this experiment for a day and see where your best hours are. All of these things will be available to you. There's a private members-only chat. There's so many benefits. I've tried very, very hard to give you like a 1,000 hundred times the value in this program and i wanted to just make sure that you're aware of that you can find that in the description section below every dollar really counts a ton and i cannot emphasize this enough because this podcast means a lot to me and uh i just i love this doing this so much and it's becoming a little bit more difficult as my time is becoming more and more spread out to to concentrate this and being able to have supporters financially would make a huge difference. And with that, I'd like to say, uh, as always, stay hungry for knowledge. <laughs>